Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. There's a real problem that affects every one of us um, today, and it's this thing. It's called forgetfulness, forgetfulness. And we can remember all kinds of things, especially when it comes to people. And if I'm really honest with you this morning, often what I remember are the things that I really shouldn't be remembering. At times when you've betrayed me, maybe. Times when maybe you've lied to me. Times when people have talked about me. We can have a long memory when it comes to hurt, can't we? A long, long memory. But a short memory when it comes to the things you did that surprised me, maybe. Or you blessed me. Or you made me smile. And I can have an even shorter memory when it comes to recalling how good God's been to me. Now, I've recently gone back to running over lockdown. I don't know how many of you have seen this app or have used this app, um, Couch to 5K. I've tried this two or three times and I've never completed it. But somehow during lockdown, I've kept it up. So I'm running every other day now, 5K. And I have to be honest, though, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. There's not a step I take that I'm thinking, I'm loving this, I'm enjoying it, because I'm not. You know the best part for me? When that voice comes on in your ear and she goes, you've 60 seconds left, pet. I love that line. I love it when she comes on. But as I've been running over the past few weeks, it's amazing the things that you start to remember that you thought you'd forgot. Do you know what I mean? Um, I used to run a lot when I was younger, not like huge distances. I was more like a middle distance runner, really. And I've started to remember the things that the trainers used to say to me. And there were things like this. He'd say, run as fast as you can, Jane. Pretty obvious, isn't it? But then he'd say, but whatever you do, don't keep looking back. Don't keep looking back. But as someone who struggles to believe what I was told. So I just kept doing it. I just kept looking back over my shoulder. I couldn't understand why I wouldn't want to see where my rivals were. Why wouldn't you want to see where everybody else was? Until it was explained to me like this, and I found this really, really helpful. And I literally only remembered this the other week when I was running. Looking back breaks your concentration and breaks your focus. Do you know what? Looking back doesn't affect anybody else but you. Doesn't affect anybody else but you. He then said it disrupts your physical flow. What did he mean? He meant your motion isn't as smooth or as streamlined as it could be. So you're not running as fast as you could. And the third thing he said was it always slows you down. Do you know people have lost Olympic finals because they've looked over their shoulder at the wrong time? It's true. It's true. And this is really important as we try and live out our Christian lives, you know. Because when we forget what God has told us, it has an impact on what he's done for us. When we forget what God has told us, it has an impact on what he's done for us. It's really important what we are choosing to look back on. I want you to think about the most beautiful place you've ever visited. And we've heard, if you're with the pre-service chat, we've heard people are in Denmark and people are in Greece on a boat. And oh, bless you. I really mean that, bless you. But think of the most beautiful place you've visited. Maybe put it in the chat this morning. You know, inspire people for when we can travel again. Put in the most beautiful place you've ever visited. Here's one of mine. Here's one of mine. This is called the Lone Cypress. The Lone Cypress. It's on a drive that Russ and I went on on our holiday last year called the 17 Mile Drive. And it, I've seen this picture in books and I've always wanted to see it. And we were blessed enough to see it last year when we were on holiday. It literally is a rock, a solitary rock. And on this rock grows this one tree. 
the lone cypress. And the view is breathtaking. It literally takes your breath away. And I used, to, I used to think, wow, fancy waking up to that view every morning. What would it be like to wake up to that view every morning? What if you were a person who actually lived there and had that on your doorstep? But you know what? Sometimes the people who actually live in these places just go, well, yeah, you get used to it. You get used to seeing that. What kind of answer is that? Are you crazy? I would give anything to look out my bedroom window and see the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean wafting onto my back garden, wouldn't you? I'd never take it for granted. Really? See, one person I spoke to actually said this. It's really great here, isn't it? But you know what? Life happens here as well. You just forget about it. You just forget about it. And that's exactly what happens when I forget who God is and what he's done for me. You see, my problems, the responsibilities I feel, the bills I have to pay, the pressures I may be under, maybe from my job or expectations from my family, start to cause me to complain. And then I start getting a little bit more pessimistic. And I point out what's wrong instead of celebrating what's right. And as Carl sang so well this morning, that song, you can wake up in the morning and suddenly without warning, something starts to bear heavy on your mind. Ever had any days like that? I bet you have over the last few months. And before you know it, if you like me, it's consuming your vision and monopolising all your time and your thoughts. And Psalm 103, you know, the psalm and the song we're going to look at this morning is a really strong reminder to us of what we have to be grateful for. And what we need to be remembering about all the incredible things that God has blessed us with. Not will bless us with, but already has. You see, this psalm was written by King David. And he starts and ends it by having a conversation with himself. And what David does, and what I'm going to invite you to, is he invites us into that conversation with him. So let's see how he kicks it off. Psalm 103 says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know what those verses tell me? Those verses tell me God is good. God is good. And David uses the word praise here a lot. And in other translations, it uses the word bless. And the word bless means to speak well of, doesn't it? You know, I might speak well of my friends. We speak well of people. We speak well of our parents when they've been good to us. But we need to get our perspectives right this morning. Our blessing God is nothing like him blessing us. There is no advantage or benefit that we can give to God, you know. We can't do anything to add to his character or add to God's happiness. I can't make God more happy than he is. I can't make God more faithful than he is. I can't make God more gracious than he is. I can't add anything to God this morning. So when God blesses us, as David is reminding us this morning, he shows me favour. He meets my needs. So David's talking to himself. And what's he saying? He's saying, come on, speak well of God. What's the matter with you, man? Speak well of God. Remember everything he's done for you. We shouldn't really need to be told to do this. David shouldn't need some reminding 
but for some reason he does. So what does he do? He starts to self-examine himself. What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? You know, God, you've brought me through so many battles. You've brought me through so many trials, near misses. You read his story. When you've got some time in the next few days, you go back and read David's story. Why am I so slow to be thankful? Why am I so slow to be grateful? And before we start sitting in our living room this morning and I start, start standing here and start saying, yes, David, how could you be so ungrateful? How could you be so quick to forget? Let's maybe do some self-examination of our own. Why am I so slow to be thankful? Is this how I am with God? Is this how I am with him this morning? You know, at one point in your life, God was such an important part of it. But then life's happened. Maybe you've just got busy with everything. Maybe you've had to juggle stuff over the recent months and you've just felt weared down and you're tired. Or maybe something more tragic has happened and suddenly you find yourself no longer overwhelmed by who God is and what he's done. So when was the last time you had a conversation with yourself? You see, right at the beginning of his psalm, of his dialogue, of his conversation, David says this, doesn't he? He says, forget not all his benefits. Well, what are benefits? What are benefits? They're normally things, aren't they, that you and I haven't earned or don't deserve. We haven't worked at them. Maybe you've got a job and as part of that job, you've got a really good sickness package or a good annual leave deal. Or maybe you know somebody who knows somebody who can get you that ticket to that football game or to that gig that you wouldn't get to go to unless you knew them. That's a benefit, isn't it? It's the same with God. There are benefits to knowing God and David lists them for us just in case. You may not be like me, but just in case we forget them. But these are benefits that no one else could do but him. And if you'd call yourself a Christian this morning, these are things we need to remember and we need to be grateful for. And if you wouldn't call yourself a Jesus follower this morning, these are things that might make you want to relook at that choice and revisit that decision because let me tell you no matter how much your family no matter how much your wife or your husband love you or your friends do for you they can never do for you any of these things so what can God do what are God's benefits the things I've done wrong that only he can forgive he forgives and David says all of them and God knew all about David. And if you read his story, you'll see every little detail that he probably wanted to hide. But God still chose to forgive. He committed a murder and adultery, you know. Read his story. And yet God forgives all. The diseases that only God can heal. He heals. And that we're not just talking about physical things here. We're talking about emotional and mental healing that we can get through knowing God. What about the situations and the circumstances that only he can rescue us from? God rescues. But David uses the word redeemed here. And these are things that we couldn't crawl out of ourselves. God stuck his arm down into the pit of my life and lifted me out, grabbed me out of it. I wonder if any of you remember these things. Any of you remember Green Shield stamps? Now, I'm showing my age here. Green Shield stamps. I remember my mum collecting these. And you stick them, the little stickers that you put in books. 
And then when you had enough, you'd go and redeem something from, for them, for something else. And somebody used to have a job of checking all of these tickets, all of these stickers, to make sure you had enough. To make sure you had enough. And all analogies break down. And all you used to get really was a set of six tumblers from the local garage that you'd give your book over and you'd get six glasses back. But it was exciting. It was exciting for a child to do this. But this is what it is. The principle is still the same. You buy something back. You exchange something. You get something in return. You're redeemed. What about the strength that only God can give us? He strengthens. The strength to carry on when you come to the end of yourself. But my problem is I can suffer from looking back-itis. I can be exactly the same as I was when I was a young runner. I keep looking back over my shoulder and I keep looking back at things that maybe God has already forgiven me for. Here's a truth I think somebody needs to hear this morning. And this is right for you, right where you are. God forgives us. God forgives us when we intended to do wrong and and when we did wrong because we failed to do something right. And I really think somebody needs to hear that this morning. And that's a truth over your life, that God forgives you even when you did wrong because you failed to do something right. He frees you to start over. Be free to start over this morning. So what else is David saying? Well, back to Psalm 103 and he says this, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers. He remembers that we are dust. And I wonder if you believe this for others, but you struggle to believe it for yourself this morning. Listen, if it's true for someone else, it's true for you. If it's true for someone else, it's true for you. And David says in that psalm, he says, doesn't he? As far as the east is from the west. That's infinity, by the way. Disney didn't have the monopoly on to infinity and beyond. God got in there first means that God doesn't look back on. He doesn't remember things once he's forgiven them. So if he doesn't look back, what right do I have to do that? And I may still have to suffer the consequences of things that I've done or some decisions that I've made. But don't let yourself look back to what was unless, unless you're remembering what God has done and you're being grateful for it. You're being grateful for it. In the 19th century, there was this guy called George Muller. And he built a lot of orphanages in England. And he didn't have a salary. He relied solely on God for his support or the money and the food he needed to support hundreds and hundreds of homeless children. But he kept a motto on his desk. And his motto said this, it matters to him about you. And every day, George Muller would have looked at this and it would have been seared into his spirit, into his soul. He'd have seen it every day. It matters to him about you. And I want to say that to you this morning. It matters to him about you, no matter what your week has been like, no matter what your lockdown experience has been. It matters to him about you. And he rested his life 
on that truth. This was one of George Muller's just one look at you moments, as it says in that song. But we tend to lose sight of this stuff because something comes in and eclipses our vision. And since we don't see it, we think it isn't true. Sometimes we think and we feel like we're in situations on our own, but that is so not the truth. So what does that mean for us this morning, Jane? What are you actually saying to us? Well, I'm saying to you this. Number one, I'm saying this. We can know heaven high love. Heaven high love. Just think about that. It's about 249 miles from the earth to what scientists call the exosphere. And then where the planets and the stars and the galaxies are, that's 13.3 billion light years away. I can't even imagine what that number looks like. And then above that sits God. Now that's high. That's high. But you've ever wondered this? The more important question for me looking at this again is but how low does his love go? How low does his love go? And I'm going to tell you this morning how low God's love goes. It goes as low as your weakest moment. It goes as low as your deepest and darkest depression. It goes as low as the heaviest burden is crushing you. It goes as low as the world you're living in can beat you down. That's how low the love of God goes. So you see, no matter how high or how low you are, his love is higher and lower. It's just the way of things. It's just one of those things that is. It's above you and it's beneath you. And that's worth taking just one look over, isn't it? So we can know heaven high love. And the second thing is we can know constant compassion. David says he remembers that we dust. That's not a disparaging statement of the human race. What God is saying here and what David is reminding us of, he's saying actually God knows how we were formed. He knows everything about me. And compassion is more of an emotional response to things. It's a, it's a driving to, it's a wanting to alleviate something. It's a wanting, a desire to help, to change, to make things better. And that's our God. That's our God. He understands my weaknesses and how strongly tempted I am to do stuff that's bad for me sometimes. And he doesn't punish me in the way I might deserve to be punished. The fact is, guys, feel it or not this morning, he loves you. He loves you. This might be a bit of an insight for you, a bit of a revelation. Your feelings don't have brains. Your feelings don't have brains. We have brains. So sometimes we need to tell our feelings how to feel. And I really believe this, what I'm going to say next to you. We don't always feel our way into our beliefs, but sometimes need to believe our way into our feelings. We don't always feel our way into our beliefs. We need to believe our way into our feelings. And God is good and he loves you even when you don't feel like it. I am too weak, but he is strong. His compassion is constant, it's unwavering, it's changeless. And I don't know about you, but in a world that's none of those three things at the moment, that should be such a comfort for us and something for us to be grateful for. So what do we need to remember and be grateful for? Let's look at the last couple of verses. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant 
and remember to obey his precepts. What a promise. There can be no better promise than an everlasting one, than an everlasting one. So today is a lovely day. It is a lovely day. Why? Because just one look at you, God, and I know it's all right with me. Just one glance at God, just one glimpse at God, just one moment of remembering and being grateful for what he's already done for me makes it all right with me. What would, be my, what would my life look like? What would your life look like if I spent more time choosing to be grateful over the goodness of God in my life? So where might you have forgotten him this morning? Maybe you feel like you're in the darkest place. Maybe you feel abandoned and let down. You're afraid of tomorrow because today just feels bad enough. I want to be honest with you this morning. Your circumstances may not change. Today may be hard. But just taking a moment to look at God and remembering who he is and what he's done, being grateful for those benefits that David talks about, maybe having a conversation with yourself is just the place to start this morning. And as we come to finish this morning, and before we sing together, I want to declare to you, if God has done it, he will do it again. If God has done it, he will do it again. And all those benefits that David mentions, what God has done in the past is evidence of what he can and will do in the future. How can I be sure? How can you know that, Jane? I can know it because if you read that Psalm 103, there are only two verses out of 22 that describe who I am. That describe who I am. The rest are about the incredible attributes of God who loves me, and will never leave me. I just want to read a quote to you from a, a lady called Nancy Guthrie, and she puts it in a much better way than I could ever have done this morning. She said this, I'm not strong. However, I am tethered to someone who is strong. I'm not holding on to hope in terms of a positive perspective about the future, or an innate sense of optimism, but rather I'm holding on to the living person of Jesus Christ. I am grabbing hold of the promises of God, his purpose, his provision, and I'm refusing to just let go. Our weakness isn't a barrier to God, but a doorway to him. So do you need to remember this morning, or maybe even for the first time start the journey of discovering who God is and the relationship he's longing to have with you? You can do that this morning. In fact, I want to invite you to have the courage and just press a button on the online pastor's link on the website that you are. You can press a button and you give to pray with people who just want to speak to you about your next step in discovering a relationship with God. They would love to talk to you right now. You can go into your day today knowing that you've got so much to be grateful for and be thankful for. Just take a moment. Just think about what you've got to be grateful for before we start to sing together a great, amazing song about the goodness of God.